Now that the dust has settled over the 2022 AFL trade period for Hawthorne fans, we've got the delisted free agent period to come. And of course, the 2022 NAB AFL draft. What happens in between now is negotiations over those draft picks. And given the Hawks going into the time of recording, have picked six 24, 41, 48, 50, 52, and 65. There are big chances for us to move up the board with clubs that might be looking to get some picks. I'm going to go through my four pick trades that make the most sense for the Hawks before or maybe even during draft night. And Timmy is going to let me know what he thinks of them. Let's get into it. So as always, Hawks fans, make sure that you are following us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, we're almost at 900 now. Into the 890s, oh so close, but the road to 1K is still on Twitter, Facebook, likes, all that good stuff. Connect with us because we want to connect with the Hawthorne family all around the globe. And tonight, like I said, I've got Tim alongside me. He is going to play judge, jury, and executioner before the fans. How are you, mate? Going well, thanks, Daz, and yourself? Yeah, mate. I If I could grow wings, I'd fly, mate. I'm going that well at the moment. Let me tell <laughs> my word. But the the trade period itself is a time of uh, much fan speculation. And now we're going to get into the draft. First of all, your draft nuffy credentials. How seriously do you take this time of year? I must say, I probably, in terms of the draft, mm-hmm. I would say I, I'm probably about six out of ten. I usually do the do the form for the first 20 or 30, and yep. then after that, it sort of falls away. I prefer the actual trade period itself. Mm-hmm. A bit of the money ball, Brad Pitt style. That's <laughs> that's where I like to sort of head. I'm guessing when the Hawks got Cooper Stevens, then you were licking your lips if we're going along the money ball uh, style of thinking? Absolutely. And being a Hawthorne supporter comes mm-hmm. into the fold along with Duke, Scrimmer, Jarman Impey, and Dylan Moore, plus Josh Ward as well last year. So... It's always good to have Hawthorne supporters as players because you think when push comes to shove, their love for the club hopefully will uh, hold us in good stead. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Fingers crossed. So this is how it's going to work. I'm going to tell you the club. I'm going to tell you what the Hawks are going to give up. I'm going to tell you what the Hawks get. I'm going to give you a little bit of the draft point differential. And if you're thinking all of these numbers make, you know, can be a little bit nonsensical, I'm going to go as slow as I can, deliberately as I can. I'm going to tell you what the Hawks get out of it as well. So, fans, I promise you, if you're not at, like Timmy said, a 6 out of 10 or a me at a 13, which is terrible, don't ever be a 13 out of 10 when it comes to this stuff. Your head will explode, trust me. I promise you we'll get through it together. It's not going to seem out of your depth at all. So stick with us. All the way through. Timmy, you ready to go? Ready to go, Daz. All right. So let's pick up the phone and let's go to Brisbane. And we're going to offer Brisbane 48, 50, and 52. And Brisbane are going to give us, if they say yes, of course, uh, pick 35. So that gives them a points differential of plus 299. So for fans who might not know, what does that mean? Well, Brisbane have got Will Ashcroft at pick one supposedly, and Jasper Fletcher, who, of course, is Adrian Fletcher's boy coming through. And very simply, how the father-son works is other clubs that have a pick can bid on those players, can say, we want them. And the father-son system is essentially a dibs. So Brisbane are going to want to take Ashcroft. He's the best kid in the country. And they need to cough up points. Every pick in the draft up till about 70 has a draft point value. So every player that you 
match a bid on. So in this case, GWS is going to bid on Ashcroft. Brisbane are going to match it. They are going to have to cough up the points that are equal to pick one. In this case, 3,000. At this point in time, Brisbane's draft hall is not equal to what Ashcroft and Fletcher are supposedly going to be. The good news of that, for Brisbane's point of view, is you can go into a deficit for the next year. It involves forfeiting some picks. But what this does is it gets Hawthorne up the order and it lessens Brisbane's deficit, giving they'll go up 300 picks, which at this point is equivalent to about a pick 49. So the pro for the Hawks, they get to move up 13 spots. They get a second-round draft pick in this draft. And what's in it for Brisbane? It'll be easier for them to get Ashcroft and Fletcher in the door. I hope that makes sense. Timmy, what do you think? I like it. Really do. Obviously, for us, getting rid of the three third-round picks that we have. We have four third-round picks, but getting rid of three of them, bundling it together to move up the draft to that pick 35, as you were saying, which I think has got about 522 points off the top of my head. There you go. There's my level six, Nuffy. Uh, but going to that pick 35 gives us that second-round pick, which then means we've got pick six, 24, and 35. So two picks inside the second round, which obviously is better than having four picks inside the third round. Yeah, exactly right. And then we've still got 41. So the kid that slides, I've talked a bit about Zach Taylor and Arlo Draper. There's going to be one there. And then pick 65. And any other club would go, oh, it's 65. <laughs> Not the Hawks. We could find some good late ones at the end. And everyone that's listened to the podcast or maybe even read a couple of the draft things from early in July, Taj Campbell-Farrell, the kid from the Stingrays, I mean, he's got 65 magic written all over him. So with that pick, and we would still obviously have our first round next year, that year being the 2023 draft, two seconds, considering we got one for Lloyd Meek, a future third and two future fourths. So that gets the tick of approval from Tim. We'll wipe the slate clean. We'll pick up the phone and we'll call the Bombers. I know, stick with me. <laughs> I probably We don't want to pick up the phone to the Bombers, but we're going to in this case. The Hawks are going to give up 41, 48, 50, and 52. So exactly the same as the Brisbane package with 41 as well. And we're going to give nearly 400 draft points to the Bombers in exchange for pick 22. Now, this is going to be the best deal for the Hawks overall. That would give us pick 6, 22, 24, and 65. And that's it. Mark McKenzie only wants to use four or five picks in the draft anyway. We've got the rookie list. We've also got the SPP, uh, the supplementary player period that we could look at a player anyway, which would be fantastic. The Bombers need points for Owen Davy Jr. And they're also going to need it to match if a bid comes in the first 40 picks for Anthony, and I believe his last name is Munkara. I think that's how it's pronounced. I apologize if it isn't. So they're going to need points. We're going to give them a plus 400, pretty much surplus, 388 in this case. That's equivalent to pick 43, which is going to be fantastic for the Bombers. The Hawks, we go for quality, not quantity picks. It's my favorite one of the four. Timmy, what do you think? Normally, I would say dealing with Essendon would be a no-go zone. You think about <laughs> Adrian yeah. during any of the, uh, the trade periods, the guy looks incredibly smug. So it's not someone I would want to pick the phone up and talk to. However, knowing that we could get rid of four third-round picks and get a very early second-round pick, I think it's, it's a positive. It's an absolute win. And if Hawthorne were able to pull that off, gives you six, 22, 24. So you get three mm -hmm. picks inside the top 25, obviously excluding 
uh, Ashcroft, who'll go pick one. That's father, son. But you're getting three picks inside 25. If we're talking about getting great young kids coming into the club, working with Sam Mitchell and the coaching staff to build for the future, it gets three ticks of approval from me. And of course, Josh Ward, Connor McDonald, and Sam Butler, the three inside the top, uh, I think it was 26 Connor went at. So pretty handy there. Now I'm going to go idealistic here. This one's probably the least realistic out of them all. Um, But before I get to that, the other thing with the Bombers as well, that I think makes it more appealing is they still get to keep pick four and they get to pick who they want. Unfortunately, they probably get Harry Sheasel. It's them or North, which sucks. But in terms of getting a deal done, 622-24 is going to be a good range for the Hawks. So it helps the Hawks. The Bombers don't have to split their first pick. Win-win for all concerned. Unfortunately, part of it is Essendon winning, but we move on. Uh, Speaking of teams that not many Hawthorne people would want to deal with at the moment, the Swans. Not as bad as Geelong, but still, you know, there's a rivalry there. The Hawks are going to give up 24, 41, and one of the future fourths. And they're going to get pick 17. So, yes, they're only moving up seven spots. I understand that. What this is going to do in this case is it's going to get the Hawks 24 pick moved up. It's going to eliminate one of the third round picks that we don't really need. And we're still going to have the likes of pick 48 and 50 that we could potentially bundle up. And if there's a guy that's fallen in the 40 to 42 region, we can still get them in. We're not going to do this deal if we do any other pick swaps. So I put that as a caveat. If we do anything else, this one's not happening. If we can get this one and get the second first round pick in, Massive win for the Hawks for mine. The Swans have already got Melbourne's first round pick. That's 14. We probably could bundle up 24, 41, 52, and maybe the future third and offer that for 14, which would also be handy. But the crux of the matter is, is that we would have to sacrifice 24 for some later assets to get into the first round. This case being 17, but 14 might be worked out, but I'll be a bit more realistic and say pick 17, the draft points for the Swans, not that they need them, but it's a continual theme, gets them the equivalent of about pick 46, and they took Matty Roberts really, really late in the last year's draft, who I'm a big fan of, Rory Sloan 2.0, in the 40s as well. So the Hawks, they'll have to give up 24, Tim, but it gets us into the first round. Certainly gets us into the first round, but then we have the two first-round picks. As you were saying, though, then takes us out of the second round. We've got those later third-round picks that we might be able to use to bundle up if someone slips through. Wasn't one that I had put on my radar in terms of draft picks and and being able to swap. However, listening to you talk about it, if we're giving up a second round, a third round, and a future fourth to get a first-round pick, knowing the quality young kids that you can get in that first round, certainly think it's something that Mark McKenzie and the team should be on the lookout for. Yeah. Uh, It would not surprise me at all if the Swans – said no, of course, they have every right to do that. How easy would it be uh, if they had to do it? You've got to ask in this caper where, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's at school, at home, you don't know till you ask, pick up the phone and have a crack. And again, the Swans, future assets, they're going to be okay. The continuation of their academy means the kids are going to fall through the cracks anyway. So as long as they can keep up their list size, they're going to be okay. Now, the last one, now this one, I think when hopefully all the Hawthorne fans get to listen to this pod because we're probably going to put graphics of these up later 
And I feel like without the context of what I'm about to say, I might get extremely roasted for this. But I think I found a package for the Hawks to get Harry Sheasel. I think. Now, Hawthorne fans, if you don't know who Harry Sheasel is, he is everything you are looking for to enter this Hawthorne team as a forward mid. He finds the foot. He had 33 touches and kicked four goals, five in a game in the NAB League this year. And that was in a howling wind. This kid's going to be awesome. And the two reasons we want him is this. One, he's got the X factor. And two, he doesn't end up at Essendon. Tick, tick, massive. Now, we're going to have to go to North here. North, obviously, when Jason Horn Francis left, have been granted pick two and three. That'll become three and four with the Will Ashcroft debacle. Pick one to the Giant. Uh, pick one to Brisbane is going to be Ashcroft. Pick two to the Giants is going to be Aaron Cadman. It just is. You don't move up in the draft and take a midfielder. No, you just don't. And especially when the best midfielder in the draft is not going to be on the table anyway. They need a forward. They're taking Cadman. And North, I believe, with Horn Francis gone, even though they've got Will Phillips to come back, can't really pass up on either George Wardlaw or Elijah Sardis. I don't think they can do that, which means that at pick three is Hawthorne's chance to get Sheasel. Now that I've sold it to you, let's see if I could sell this to you. So the Hawks would have to give up pick six. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. We're going to have to give up pick six, our future first next year. I know how that sounds. Oh, Tim's just recoiled. And pick 41. The Roos are going to give us pick three, their future second, and their future fourth. So that gives them a surplus at around pick 26, which for a young team is going to be fantastic for them. Look, guys, we're going to have to give up a lot to get Sheasel, okay? <laughs> Before you go, me, it's going to take a lot. What this does give us, it would give us pick 3, 24, 48, 50, 52, 65, you know all that. But what it will give us for 2023, which is supposed to be a bumper draft, three second-round picks, a third round, and two-fourths. If you don't think we can trade back into that first round with three second-round picks, I'd back us to do it. This would be the ultimate gamble, but I don't see another way North Melbourne consider giving that up without two top 10 picks in return. And that's kind of what it's going to take if we give up our future first. And 41 to North helps them a little bit as well because they gave up Callum Coleman-Jones for a second-round pick to Richmond. Some really fantastic work done by them, by the way. Is they're going to be able to package up a couple of their picks in the 40s and potentially do what I've suggested earlier with maybe a Brisbane or an Essendon Use those picks to get a bit uh, earlier into the draft and still end up with two pretty good, well, better than pretty good kids. And given the fact that they'll go into the 2023 draft in this case, I hope you're keeping up, with three first-round picks, which would be extraordinary. But if we want Sheasel, I think this is the way to do it. Now, would I do it is a completely different question. But this is what it would take, for my opinion. Your thoughts, Timmy? I'm a big Sheasel fan. He fits the mold in terms of, of he fits the mold in terms of what we need. He does. And he's a Hawthorne supporter as well. There he you is. go. Another one, another yeah. one to put there in terms of the big tick. My only reservation, I've got two reservations with this one. First reservation <laughs> is how do we think North will perform next year? Because obviously, if we think North are going to bomb out, similar to what they did this year, then you go their second round pick would be pick 19. If you exclude Father Sons, maybe pick 20 around there. Yeah. There's still a decent pick as your first pick, which isn't bad. 
The second point would be Will McCabe is at the moment father-son, Luke McCabe's boy. Next year, we'll probably go somewhere between 20 and 30-ish. Would we want to be able to bundle up some of our other picks later on in terms of points to take him? That way, still using our first-round pick for next year. If we get rid of that first-round pick, Mm. it certainly eats into that in terms of points. And we know, as we said before, each... Uh, each pick in terms of the trade has a particular point value, but I think I would be chips in. Oh, I you would? would. Chips, I would be chips in for Shazel. <laughs> I would be as as you know, I'm incredibly optimistic, and I I'm bullish about next year. I know you're hearing lots of media experts talking and Hawthorne supporters as well that because of the exodus of experience, we might struggle. However, I think if you were able to get someone like Harry Sheasel in, who we know has got these incredible qualities, the X factor that we so desperately need in and around that forward line and going through the midfield, I I think if I'm Sam Mitchell, I'd be talking to Mark McKenzie and saying, let's do it. Plus, we also got, I can't remember his name now, Glenn someone from North who's come over. Oh, yeah. So yeah, North Melbourne recruiting body, you reckon? Ah, he's there. Good rapport. So I imagine he's probably got a nice rapport with some of the the people at North. So I, I'm I I would be chips in. I am that keen on getting Harry Sheasel in, and mm. I do not want him going to Essendon. So That's... Hawthorne fans, just remember, I'm not saying I this is what I would go to North with. I'm saying this is probably what it would take to get it done. What an extraordinary gamble it would be, Timmy. Fantastic, mate. I appreciate that you've jumped on tonight and uh, listened to my draft pick dribble. I appreciate it. Hawthorne fans, we're going to put graphics up. Our man, Mitch Allen, let me tell you, he was a whiz on the live stream. He's a whiz with the graphics as well, our man. He's going to get these up. So on Twitter, you're going to be able to vote for yourselves. Is Daz crazy? Would you do this? Would you not do this? In all honesty, I would be ringing up Essendon first out of the four. I think pick 22, of course. You start there, work your way back. If that doesn't work, you could go to Brisbane. Sydney might be a, a hit and miss. And I'll tell you what, that North conversation would be an amazing one. Timmy, thank you very much. Hawthorne fans, subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Like we say, the road to 1K. All your social medias, feel free to follow us. We're going to have plenty of off-season content. Tim's work with the AFLW girls is extraordinary. His latest article has been a little bit late in being uploaded, and that is 100% on Dazzling, so I apologize for that. But, Timmy, before we go, you've got an AFLW Hawthorne podcast to come out. Shameless plug, mate. Go for it. Yes, that's correct. So myself and Liam, who also writes for Talking Hawks, uh, he's created a piece this week about Anya McDonough and also Aileen Gilroy, so our two Irish stars in the AFLW team. We have come up with a podcast called Soaring to New Heights, Uh, which is a bit of a recap on how the team is going. We've also had a look at our two NAB AFLW Rising Star nominees so far in Jasmine Fleming and Lucy Wales and delved a bit deeper to see whether or not we might have another nominee before the end of the season. Beautiful. I like it. Make sure you check that out on Spotify, Soaring to New Heights. Hawthorne fans, take it easy. We know the draft period and the trade period are going to be stressful times, but hang with us. And until next time, as per usual, go the Hawks. 